Well, amen and glory be to God. Another podcast day, Tuesday morning, October 31st, if, I'm, if I am correct. Is that right, Dylan? October 31st, the world calls it Halloween. Uh, I call it just another glorious day with my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. If, you, if you're a Christian, you call yourself a Christian, and you're celebrating this day, shame on you. Uh, if you're a Christian and you're preparing your children, uh, dressing them up in order to present them to Satan on his altar today, uh, shame on you. Uh, let me tell you this, you're giving Satan direct access to your family, not only to your children, to your family, to your finances, to your marriage. Uh, when you celebrate an evil day and or when you uh, involve yourself with any act, any kind of evil, uh, whether knowing or unknowing, you know, ignorant or wise to it, uh, you open a door to Satan. Uh, once a, a door is open to Satan, he'll come in, not him personally, but he'll send cohorts in, he'll send demons in. And at that point, they have access to you. They have access to you mentally, they have access to you physically, access to your children, access to your marriage, your finances. And now there's probably a whirlwind, which you'll probably just end up being ignorant to and reducing it to life, a whirlwind of life, uh, you know, like a, a just a destructive whirlwind is probably going to begin to go off in your household tonight, tomorrow, you know, for weeks at a time. Hopefully you'll hold on. Uh, you won't be swept away. Uh, but, but most people are swept away. I hope that's not you today. I tell you, uh, Satan's real. Uh, he's he's not all powerful. He's not all knowing. He's not all present. Uh, God is. He's not. Uh, but he is a liar and he is a great deceiver. And he's come to deceive you. So let's get into this. Hey, what an opening line. Amen. I mean, how encouraging is that? Uh, but it, <laughs> anyhow, uh, I want you to take your Bibles out. Get to Ephesians 2. And understand this, please. I'm not mad. I'm very, I'd have to reach into my vocabulary to express uh, how I am or how I feel, uh, you know, in my perception, my emotions, spiritually driven, spiritually led. Uh, I'm, I'm just very agitated, aggravated at Satan, and I'm very disappointed in some of God's people that should have come up to new levels. And in frustration, I just feel like I've gone to a new level of warning a new level of Bible teaching uh, to prepare you. Jesus is coming. I want you to go. I want you to be raptured. I want, I want to go into rapture with you. I don't want you to be left behind. I don't want you to have to deal with uh, the demons that you're going to have to face, the judgment of God. Let's just get things right and go together. Amen. Uh, Ephesians 2, I want to deal with thoughts, wrong thoughts. Uh, th this whole year we've dealt with going higher. We've dealt with physically, mentally, physically, spiritually, uh, we dealt, we've dealt with thoughts, we've dealt with giving, we've dealt with disciplines, uh, but I, I, the, the thought realm is one of the most powerful realms. The Bible uh, deals with it. When you deal with uh, the mind or the heart, that's what Bible deals with thoughts. It, you know, well, the, the heart would be the, the subconscious, the mind would be the conscious. So when the scripture talks about the mind, talking about the subconscious, when the scripture talks about the heart, or rather, when scripture talks about the mind, talks about the, the conscious. When it talks about the subconscious, it talks about the heart. I'm not talking about a physical uh, tissue, a muscle in your body. It's talking about your perception, the ability to reason, to believe, your will, your emotions. That's all wrapped up 
within your heart and your mind. And you got to protect your mind. The Bible talks about protecting your mind, your heart. Uh, out of it flow the issues of life. Protect your 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 heart. Out of it flows uh, uh, life, rivers of life, Proverbs. Uh, so we need to protect our, our, our heart. In order to protect our heart, we have to govern our mind. So let's look at Ephesians 2, 2, how Satan works. It says, uh, where in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince uh, of the air, uh, the prince in the power of the air. So let's look. So in the past, uh, all right. What does that mean? Okay, that means before God, before I, I had knowledge of God, before I, I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I was under uh, worldly information, demonic information that is driven by the prince and the power of the air. Uh, and it says, now that spirit or the spirit that, that we were under doesn't work within us, doesn't lead us, doesn't guide us anymore. But now that spirit still works in the children of disobedience. So I've got to make this point for a second. Uh, when Satan led you, or before you knew Jesus Christ, before you became, uh, let, let's just say transformed, converted, washed, uh, blood-bought, blood-washed uh, believer, uh, you were led by ideas, images, imaginations that were conveyed to you by the prince and the power of the air. Now, if you just look around the world for a second, someone's leading this nonsense. And nonsense really isn't a, 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 an evil enough word uh, to describe what's happening right now. If you just look at our universities, what our schools and universities have been reduced to takes an extreme power. I'll say that again. What our schools and universities, college universities in America, have been reduced to takes an extreme power a power that's not uh, worldly, meaning a power that doesn't come from a person. It's a demonic power. It's, it's directly uh, demonic. It's directed demonic influence or a demon influencing people to act a certain way. But to see right now uh, college students who can barely dress themselves, and if you look at them, they can't dress themselves. Uh, they look like a bunch of bums, a bunch of slobs. Uh, but a college student now, probably doesn't even know where Israel or Palestine is on the map. Uh, they probably have no history of Palestine, no history of Israel at all. They, they obviously have no history, no idea of God. But for our United States of America uh, and people in this country to stand and march against Jews, and not only God's people, but the Jews built uh, were, were uh, a prominent people, uh, and, and very influential in building America. The, the Jews have always been blessed, always had a lot of money, uh, but they are God's people. But to rally against them in America, and you think that's a normal thought? No, no, these are those children of disobedience that are under the the, the authority of the power, the, the prince of the power of the air. They're under this authority. Well, what has he done? He, he's got into their thought realm. Uh, he's leading them in their thought realm. Your, your thought realm would not only be your, your, you know, just your simple thoughts, but it's your perception, it's your feelings, it's your emotions. These college students that are in error are so emotional. They're screaming, you're, you're yelling, they're spitting, they're cussing, uh, they're, they're losing their ever-living mind uh, because Satan has conveyed this thought, fiery dart, he's shot this fiery dart, uh, in, in way of a thought, 
and it's hit its mark. It was received by the, 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 the target. And now these children of darkness are like, they think they're passionate. They think they're deceived, but deception, you know, passion works in high deception. So just because you're passionate doesn't make it right. Let me say that again. Just because you're passionate about something doesn't make it right. Uh, people in the pornography industry, perverted industry, they're passionate about what they do. It doesn't make it right. People in the marijuana industry, the drug industry, uh, killers are passionate about what they do. That doesn't make it right because you're, you're, you really, really, really believe or you, you're really, really, really emotional doesn't make your information right and everybody else wrong. Uh, this is under the influence of the prince and power of the air, Satan. Uh, so now that we understand that, we've laid a little bit of a foundation to that. Go to Ephesians 6, or, or 5 rather. I've gone through these with you in the past, but I want to hit a little deeper and a little different note. For we wrestle not against, uh, let's look at this for a second. For we, we wrestle not against uh, um, flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers. Understand this now. If you If you come up against someone that is under the influence of Satan, uh, you, you don't want to you know, engage in a, a flesh battle, a fight. Now, to protect yourself, you might have to. Uh, but if you just take authority over that demon spirit and bind it up uh, in Jesus' name, you just say, in Jesus' name, I bind you. I, I, I capture you as a prisoner with the power and the authority, the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the sacrifice of Jesus, uh, that thing has got to obey you if you're a Christian a believer. Uh, he says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but powers are, are against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness uh, of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Very simply, principalities are chief rulers. Powers get orders from chief rulers. Uh, rulers of darkness are world rulers. They, they rule over regions, world cities. And then the ones we deal with on a daily basis are spiritual wickedness, and I've I've named them air demons, spiritual wickedness, air demons. They're they're demons of communication. Uh, they try to convey a message, and the message comes from the hierarchy, the principalities. But the, these air demons are foot soldiers. They try to convey an idea or or uh, information. Now the reason this is so important that we understand. When God created the human being, he created us uh, to have an imagination. Our, our imagination uh, would then, uh, within us, create a system. In, in that system, in our subconscious, that's the realm of conviction. But you can't have access to the realm of conviction without an idea that creates an imagination, pictures, then drive you and then settle in the realm of conviction, and that's who I become. That's the foundation. That's that's God. That's the way God intended the human race to live. Uh, he gave us a beautiful imagination. Uh, some of us, you know, can can draw, but we draw from what we see in our imagination realm. Some of us are creative. The, well, we create of our imagination realm. Now, I'll, I'll, I'm not going to stay neutral on the Disney thing. Uh, I don't know how it started. I don't know Walt Disney. I never had a conversation with him. Uh, however, I know what it's become. It's become a very evil place. But forget that for a second. Uh, Walt Disney, uh, out of his imagination that God gave him, 
created Disney World and all the Disney Worlds around the, the, the United States and beyond. But that was a God-given gift. That's a God-given ability to imagine. Uh, but you can't imagine beyond the information that you receive. Uh, come on now here. Say amen or something. You can't imagine beyond the information that you receive. If you receive evil information, you imagine an evil thing. If you receive God information, that's why God said, think on these things. The Bible tells us, Paul said, think on these things, things that are holy, things that are pure, things that are righteous, uh, to think on these things. And that's a perpetual, that's a continual, that's a, a, a never-ending uh, thought process to think on the things of God. If God gets in your perception realm, in your, in your, your emotion realm, your, your uh, realm of thought, your conscience realm, if God's in that realm daily, uh, then God rules your life. The things of God drive you because you'll begin to imagine those things. You'll begin to imagine things in faith. You'll begin to imagine the realm of faith. You'll begin to imagine in, in the realm of the ability of faith. Uh, you'll begin to imagine in the supernatural ability of God. You'll begin to uh, release or, or reduce impossibilities and things. Everything will become possible to you. But you can't do that if you're thinking on a world level or on a, ta a, a, a twisted demonic information level. Come on now, I'm preaching pretty good. Some of you, you your your vision's been robbed, uh, your dreams have been robbed. I'm not talking about weird dreams and visions or even good God dreams and visions. I'm talking about perception to see beyond. Uh, uh, some listening to me today, you used to see, you used to desire. Uh, I used to be around some of you, and you talk about all kind of things. There's nothing wrong with, with wanting, having a desire of worldly things, tangible things things. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with stuff. The problem with stuff is when it takes you away from God. Be very careful. Don't let the blessing of God take you away from God. Uh, but uh, to dream about houses, to dream about a property, to dream about, you know, you know like me, my first dream is uh, uh, God, God's people, God's house. I want to build God a house. I'm going to, I am going to build God, going to attain property, uh, by, probably by the end of this year, the beginning of next year, uh, not probably, I don't know exactly, I'm, I'm going to obtain property. Uh, in faith, we can say that, I'm saying that to you because some of you don't believe this, I call things that be not as though they were. We, we, we have property. Uh, we're working on a building that's going to glorify God. That, that's my number one goal. Make a place for people to come encounter God. Make a place for people to come a high place, a beautiful place, a heavenly place where the glory of God will be so that people can come and get access to heaven. Uh, number two, I, 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 want, uh, I want a farm. I want a ranch. So I dream about a farm and a ranch. Uh, in, Dylan, in, in dreams and visions, uh, the power of dreams and visions, it's powered by hope. So, so the, the moment your dreams and visions are taken, your hope's taken from you. When your hope's taken for you, what do you have to live for? Like if, like say, like for me, today's a great day. I mean, I'm blessed. But if if today is as good as it gets, I don't want to live here. I don't. Want, I mean, that's not enough for me. Like if you're if the present life where you're presently are, you take a snapshot of today, and then everything, all the bills of today, uh, all the things you've never done up to this point, all the things you want to do up to this point, you know, like I'm saying, if we just take a snapshot and you stop in time today, 
Have you done? Have you accomplished? Have you received uh, everything? Have you purchased? Have you possessed? Uh, have you gone uh, everything and done everything that you've wanted to do? And the answer is no, you haven't. Uh, but you have a dream to obtain. You have a dream to go. You have a desire to go. You have vision to see beyond. If that's taken from you, what do you have to live for? And, and that's the realm that Satan lives. Satan wants to hold you to today, snapshot of today, uh, bind you to today and not letting you go into tomorrow. That's what Satan wants to do. And or hold you to your past. In both instances, you're in bondage. If Satan can hold you to your past, he can stop you from going forward. If he can hold you to today, he can stop you from going forward. Faith, God, the, the, the God-given ability to believe, perceive beyond, always deals with the future. If Satan can capture your thoughts, paralyze your thoughts, let, let's just say this, the, the thoughts of Satan are, are, the, are the sting or the venom of Satan. The venom of Satan, wrong thoughts, when they come in, they paralyze you and they stop you from thinking, dreaming, seeing beyond. Uh, you can see people when they come in. Dylan, when they come in the church, uh, you can see when they're kind of backsliding or backslidden, or we can say they've been bitten by Satan. You can see them. This is, I'm, I'm going to try to do the look. This is kind of how they look. Just kind of like I'm here, I'm empty. I don't know why I'm here. I don't know if I should be here. I don't know if I belong here anymore. I'm talking about when they come to the church. Those who've been bitten by the lies of Satan and now are under the influence of a demon, uh, they're, they're still a Christian, they're still saved, but they come in and they're like, they're like cold. They're like, man, have you lost your pulse? Have you lost your ability to dream? And what they are is they, they live in the valley of decision because they still, they've not made up their mind if they want to follow the world. Remember, Satan comes in under the guise of life and they get so wrapped up in, in life thoughts, so wrapped up in children and, and, and things and holidays and parties and casual, you know, lifestyle and casual drinking and being friends with everybody and cussing and watching rated R movies. And they, 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 they get so caught up like that even compares to the things of God. Like, like that's even like that, like that's even can be on the scale of balance and balancing God. It, you know, no, it's called you're deceived. Wake up, smack yourself. Shake your head, do a spin, jump up. I don't know, do something. But if you think the things of this world, if you think casual, worldly lifestyle, if you just think that compares in any way, shape, or form uh, to the goodness of God, you are lost. You're deceived. I'm, I'm gonna, I don't want to be. I don't want to be ugly. I don't want to be ugly today. But you're close to being. Be you've been hit by the stupid stick. If you're like sitting there thinking, man, I don't want to take my children out of life. All right, let me help you. Life without God is, a path, is the path that leads to destruction. Say it again. Hold the mic. Hear me. Life without God leads to the path of destruction. No matter how good it feels or how you perceive, how good you perceive it to be, if God's not in it, you're on a deceptive path leading you to destruction, leading you to hell. That's where you're at. Uh, wow. Amen. Glory to God. I hope you're still listening. I'm here. I'm blowing the, 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 the horn, the whistle. Uh, I'm blowing the warning sound to you today, and I've been all year. 
It's time to go higher. Shake off the world. The world has nothing for you. Nothing good uh, comes to you from the world. Now, when I say the world, I'm not talking about like, like cars, money. I'm not talking buildings, how. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the system of the world has been compromised. Uh, Satan now is, is orchestrating. He's, he's the, the leader of the system of the world, the power of the air. And he leads by way of conveying ideas in order to paralyze your ability to perceive and to see beyond. He tries to, to infiltrate your imagination realm to get you to imagine, the Bible says, a vain thing. That's a Bible term, a, a vain thing. We could, we could kind of simplify that to a self-ungodly thing, to a soul-flesh thing. Uh, he tries to get you to imagine the flesh things. Oh, how good does it feel having some beers with some buddies and, 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 and sucking on a cigar and looking like an idiot? How good does that feel? How's, how good does it feel? I hear there's a new thing. I kind of hear different things, and it's kind of embarrassing to me to, to even hear this. But uh, thank God I've been married for 30 years and saved for all that time. But now uh, men take women on dates to strip clubs. Oh, how exciting is that? It's dirty. It's perverted. It's disgusting. Hopefully she leaves you, stays there. I don't I hope she stays there. My God, if you take her there, you don't deserve uh, It's evil. That's a vain thing. It's all about you. It's all about flesh, all about self, all about ungodly pleasure. That, that's what Satan's trying to convey. Um, let me get a few more scriptures. My God, I'm so passionate about uh, what I'm saying to you today, because I see so many under the spell of Satan, under the spell of ungodly information, when God just wants you to come out from under the information of Satan, the information of the world, and, and think on and receive and perceive on a heavenly level, he's got more for you. In God is peace. In God is joy. In God is hope. In God is love. In God is trust. In God is comfort. In God is the ability to do, to be, to go wherever he calls you to do, you know, to do, be, or go. Only God can offer that to you. Are you still here? Can you say, excuse me, amen. Um, remember this, fiery darts paralyze you, confuse you, or, or uh, carry confused thoughts. They rob your focus, they break your focus, and, and, and they come with a high level of frustration. Frustration always stops progression. Uh, I'll say that again. Uh, the fiery darts paralyze you, confuse your thoughts, uh, rob your focus, break your focus, but frustration always stops progression. If you were progression, I'll, I'll, I'll begin to close here. If you were uh, progressing in an area towards something, let's just say you, you, you had a, a goal, a vision, uh, like the Bible says, where you wrote it down, made it plain, excited about it your whole life. You had energy because of it. That's what God does. And a God idea, there, there's peace, there's joy, there's energy, there's excitement, uh, there's hope. Uh, there, there's, wow, look, what, look what's happening. There, there's all those wonderful, uh, you know, emotional uh, ideas, attributes. Uh, uh, and, and then all of a sudden, you're like, I don't know if I should do that. I, I, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't know what I want to do. I just want to sit on a couch. I just want to sit in bed. I don't want to be around people. I don't like people. Sounds like Satan talked to me. Let's go through that again. I don't want to go to church. I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to study my Bible. 
I don't like the Bible. I used to like the Bible. I used to like to pray. I'm not saying this. I'm saying this is how people think when they're, they're when Satan comes in with a fiery dart. It hits its mark. You didn't have your blocker up. You didn't have. You weren't armed. This is what it produces. I don't want to pray anymore. I don't understand it. I just don't feel like I want to pray anymore. Uh, I don't understand it. I used to love my Bible. I don't. Want, I don't like reading my Bible anymore. It's boring. I don't. I don't get it. I used to like worship. I used to like church. I don't like church. Not only do I don't like church, but God's people are mean. I don't even like God's people anymore. Hey, let me help you. Uh, all people can be mean. Not only God's people. Go look at the world. I, I don't like the pastor. I, I don't like him anymore. He's mean. He's not kind. Uh, he, he's, he's, he's manipulative. He's controlling. He's cultish. I don't like him anymore. Kind of sounds like Satan. Kind of sounds demonic to me. Uh Sounds like you, you've been compromised uh, with an ungodly evil thought that's paralyzed you. I just want, now this is the same person. I'm still help, trying to help you. I, I just want to be alone. I just want to be in my car by myself. I want to listen to to certain music. I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to listen to anybody. I don't want to hear, I don't want to be around people. It's called depression. Uh, that's another fiery dart of Satan. It's another demon attached to your life. Um, I'm depressed, I'm angry, I'm agitated, I'm aggravated, I'm an unforgiveness, I hate everybody, I don't like anybody, no one can tell me anything. That's the same thing Satan said when he got thrown out of heaven. I'm helping you, you're under the influence of an ungodly spirit. Now once again, uh, if we look at the things of God, they're peaceful. They produce laughter. You have a smile. They're easy, they're light. Uh, they're, they're hope infused. Uh, they're, they're full of. They're, they're joyous. Uh, they're exciting. Uh, like like faith to me is like an exploration. You know, it's like an, another day to explore. Uh, another day, another expedition to go on. Uh, but if you're not feeling that way, chances are one of Satan's fiery darts have hit you, produced an ungodly thought that's paralyzed you, and now you're kind of just sitting around confused with that empty stare, nobody's home, someone's here, but I don't know, doesn't look like anybody's home. It's time to break out of the lies of Satan, come back to God. If this is you, if I'm talking to you and it's you, please contact us right here at the office, newwaychurchfl.com. But if this is you, say, this is me, I recognize he's talking to me. Fall on your knees, raise your hands to God and say, God help, Jesus is the great deliverer. Say, help me, restore me, fix me. Uh, uh, help me wash my mind. Uh, pull out, pull out the ungodly thought. Pull out this perverse thought. Pull these things out of me. Let me be new once again. Wash me in your blood once again. You got a block. I, I could go on for hours concerning this subject, but you got a blockade, and you got to get your mind fixed on the things of God. The Bible says, "Set, set your thoughts." How do I set a thought? Uh, number one, you got to get one, a good one. I'd get some, not one. I'd get a bunch of good godly thoughts that that are infused with peace, that that make you smile, that make the lights come on once again. You say, "Wow, I used to." Yeah, that makes me feel good. Then I would set myself in agreement, and my daily focus would be to protect those God thoughts. That I I I would strive. I'd be driven to protect 
those thoughts at all costs. I will not allow Satan to rob this thought, this idea from God that, that's yielding me the things of God. I am going to protect it with my life. And therein you'll encounter God and help from God. I hope this helped you. Hey, tomorrow night I'm going to lay hands on, uh, you know, the anointing done is so tangible. Uh, and, and, and not only is it, it tangible, meaning it, it's got a real touch to it. You know, the Bible said Paul put it in, in the fabric. And then it was passed. Uh, the fabric was passed. And, and when someone grabbed that fabric, the same anointing that was with Paul initially went into them. It wasn't a reduced. So we can see it's transferable. So not only like I'm holding my Bible, not only is it, you know, is it tangible, but then we can transfer it. So just like I could, I could say, Dylan, come here, and I can transfer this Bible to you. You could grab it. That's how the anointing is. There's no difference in it. So tomorrow I'll deal with the anointing, and the anointing that's been on my life goes back to Jesus. But that'll kind of cause you to think too much. Uh, but but it 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 directly, uh, not indirectly, directly goes back to uh, Smith Wigglesworth uh, by way of Lester Summerall. It goes back to Catherine Kuhlman by way of uh, Norval Hayes. It goes back to Kenneth Hagen by way of Norval Hayes, by way of Dr. Barclay. It goes back to, uh, you know, and you get, got so many uh, faith giants that we can talk about and name, but the anointing's not theirs, it's God's. And, and, and hands have been laid on me, and this anointing's been passed down to me through generation. And understand this, when a God general, male or female, dies and goes to heaven, their anointing stays on earth. There's no need for an earth anointing in heaven. So those anointings stay here. They, they, they stay within someone that will yield to it. And, and then the person that yield to it finds able recipients and, and begins to hand it or transfer it into their life. Tomorrow night, I'll be transferring the anointing that's on my life. I've positioned myself. I fasted yesterday morning. I fasted today, uh, position in prayer yesterday for hours. I'll be in prayer today at some point in time for hours, and I'll be ready Wednesday night to teach quickly and then to lay hands and impart this gift that's been on my life for over two and a half decades. God bless you. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow night.